Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Promo Kitchen Podcast. The PK Podcast is a weekly conversation featuring guest suppliers, distributors, and service providers discussing opportunities, challenges, and insights into the promotional products business. I'm thrilled today to be joined by my friends Mark Graham and Brad White, and today's topic is the term swag. Derisive or complimentary? Helpful or harmful? In this episode, we'll discuss how the market defines what we do, how we define what we do, what we can do to change current perceptions, and how to combat the negativity surrounding uh, our industry. Now, the subtopics today, of course, how we explain what we do to our network, PPAI, ASIs, defining terms to express our profession, and more. So, guys, thrilled to have you on the program. And I'm always, I'm always, I'm always acting like your guest. You're not your co-host, but uh, Mark, it's, <laughs> you're you're in Canada. It's what is it like below something degrees today, right? Well, yeah, it's at least negative thirty right now. We uh, we're in Italy. Is that Celsius or Fahrenheit? Oh well, it would be Celsius, but uh, if it was Fahrenheit, it would be yeah. I, 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 I always struggle. I always struggle with the conversion. It's a really bizarre thing, but that's what I've got Google for. You know, whenever I'm speaking right. to someone in the U.S. Right. and they're like, "Oh, it's fifty-five Fahrenheit right now." Well, then I need to quickly put into Google and say, "Oh, yeah, okay, that's kind of chilly." So. Right. <laughs> And 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 uh, Brad, you're close to me, so it's got to be so. It's cool, but it's cold, but it's not not bitter cold, right? No, it's fine. We finally got some rain in Austin, which is nice, so I could go fishing again. But oh, uh, we needed it. It's not too bad. It's nice. not San Diego weather, but it's not too bad. Well, for our guests who are listening in, I want to remind you that this is really just a conversation. Uh, the podcast every week is not something extremely formal like NPR. It's actually a conversation. Our hope is to bring uh, the talk that we're having in bars and restaurants about our industry on the phone privately to the public forum so that we can all learn. So, Brad, uh, let's start with you. What do you think about this term swag? And, and you've, you've spent a lot of time, we all spend a lot of time thinking about this and what do you think? Derisive? Complimentary? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I um, I, I, I recently read this this article that I think kind of spawned our conversation. Uh, Paul Ballantone uh, reposted a, a a post by a guy named Kyle Richardson, who I I don't happen to know, but um, he kind of stated the opinion that there's a word called swag and that it's our four letter word. And for me personally, first I want to just say that I think, you know, I think Kyle pretty accurately summed up uh, the general consensus opinion that, that our industry has that term, but it made me wonder why. And especially when I think, you know, in the modern vernacular, swag has a different meaning outside of our industry. You right. know, if somebody's got swag, that means if it was a rap song, that means they're pretty awesome. Right, and so why does it not mean that for us? It just made me question: Where does that negativity uh, tied to the term? Where does it come from? Right, and, and is it is it negativity? I, I or is it positive? I think a lot of that has to do with the context in which swag is is uh, given. If you know, for the longest time, advertising specialties were what was what we did, and no one could describe advertising specialties. And then promotional products seem to be the, uh, the defining term, yet that was specifically industry uh, term. Then I think what happened is the web came along, and I think folks attached themselves to the word swag. I've heard it defined as standing for stuff we all get, um, yet on the other hand, for the first time for me, uh, for the first time our market knew what to call it to some degree um, instead of not being quite sure. Mark, what, what do you what do you think? 
You know, I, I read that article that Brad's referring to, and on some levels I agree with it, but on a lot of levels I actually disagree with it. And and here's where I'm 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 coming from. In some of the markets that we serve, swag is actually a positive term. It's a it's a cool term. It's a hip term. It's the the uh, the way people on the street describe what they get at trade shows or conferences or employee gifts or whatever the case may be. And in many cases, people are excited about the swag that they get at a particular event, particularly if it's if it's well-designed. So for example, in uh, a few markets, specifically the technology market, the startup market, the marketing communications market, I find that those clients will call us looking for swag. And if I called them and I said, well, we've got some great promotional product ideas for you, a lot of them would say, well, uh, what, what's that? I don't, I don't get it. Um, on the other hand, if we're dealing with more conservative markets like the financial firms, the professional services firms, they're more inclined to refer to the product as merchandise or branded merchandise because they're looking to elevate their brand through product. And I think that what I find with those markets is that they're almost a bit beyond or a bit more elevated beyond just uh, a a standard promotional item, which uh, might include a pen or a keychain. And I think that, so what we find in some is that it's almost as though the term promotional products is not used in our company at all because both of our uh, core markets, be the professional services market or the technology and startup market, actually don't refer to it that way whatsoever. So I, uh, I was conflicted when I read that article and I know that in, in our organization, we don't call ourselves a promotional products distributor for that very reason. Uh, and that was based on a fair amount of market research. We actually call ourselves a promotional design agency because it serves to differentiate us from a lot of those people. And it also, I think, makes more sense given how we go to market with these particular clients. It, it's, it sounds too like you're both right in a sense because um, it, I think it is context. But when you look at media, for example, media is going to use the term swag. And just like media does very well, it's typically going to be derisive or negative because negative news sales sales. So um, I can see where the term, it actually is very flexible depending on the audience and uh, the context in which they're, they're speaking or talking. What I think we're all somewhat cringing about is the, the assault, it seems like, on the value of what we sell this past uh, year in particular as it hit the public forum and, and, and media more uh, when starting back with pharma a couple of years ago and then in the state of California and with the, the president's executive order. We're seeing the term now in in the spotlight. So what we have to do in our own private markets is rescue and make sure the media doesn't specifically define swag as derisive. Because you're exactly right, Mark. We've got clients that will call us up and say, hey, we need some swag. It's totally positive. They know exactly what to call it. On the other hand, when you turn and read news, typically it's in that context, it's going to be negative. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever done any uh, promotions specifically in the music industry. But in the music industry, their swag is a pretty common term and they've got two things. They have merch and they have swag. Right. And merch yeah. means band gear that you buy. Right. And swag means stuff you get for free and it's like, "Hey, I get that stuff for free. Cool." You know, and I and I think it's seen as a real positive. I th- I think what's really critical to to this conversation and to the term here is it's not so much about how you want to define yourself 
as an industry, as a company, whatever, it's how are you defined? You know, <laughs> and if people are going to call you what we sell, if they're going to call it swag, I don't know that there's much you can do to change that as far as what they say. I think you might be able to change that perception. Yeah. You know, the meanings of words change over time. Did you guys know that um, the word dude used to be a negative connotation hmm. when Absolutely. it first came out? And now, you know, I say dude all the time and I, it doesn't mean anything negative. And, you know, it's, it's just that things do change. And I think if you look at a younger generation, I'm here as we're talking, I'm looking at the, the only dictionary that matters, UrbanDictionary.com. <laughs> and it's uh, – the first definition says swag, appearance, style, or the way someone presents themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, it also says here, I don't know, the way you carry yourself, your demeanor, your reputation, it's your overall swagger. And, and, and quite frankly, the, the products that we sell do add to the companies that use them to their reputation, to their demeanor, to their style. You know, so for me, I see it as a as a positive con contributor, I just, you know, I think that if if our audience has changed their opinion of the term, maybe we should roll with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, one thing I, I think all of us are doing in our respective markets, and we're trying to do, um, and, and, and if you're a new distributor, young distributor, and you're on the call, you're trying to do this as well. What our market calls, uh, depending on how we serve our market, will depend on whether swag is used positively or negatively, I think. So, Absolutely. for example, we are actually trying to focus on story selling and sharing with our clients and prospects successful stories because we know in this industry there are successful stories every day happening with branded products or swag. And so our objective is to share these positive stories. And in a sense, we are creating the positivity around the word swag and mostly our market that we serve is defining that in very positive ways because they see some very cool objectives that we're meeting they see that we're uh, uh, helping them get noticed and all the wonderful things that swag does so I see that in your respective brands both the brands that you guys have you've turned that up a notch and you're not going to allow your particular markets to derisively control that term and control you as a brand you know, it's a it's interesting, and this might be a sales one hundred and one point. Um, if you have a client that dresses in a suit and tie, and you show up with jeans and a t-shirt to the meeting, there's a disconnect there, and you're not respecting that client. So chances are, if you want to get in really deep with that client under their organization, you're going to dress and you're going to speak the way they do. Uh, conversely, if you're walking into a meeting. Uh, with a bunch of guys that are sitting around in jeans and t-shirts and you show up in a three-piece uh, Brooks Brothers suit, uh, chances are you're probably going to be left out of the room. So yeah. where I'm connecting there is that if you've got a client that's referring to it as swag in a positive way, then it would be, I think, silly not to continue that conversation. Um, I know in our case, we certainly do have some customers that will say, oh, yeah, we just need some swag or oh, would you call it trinkets and trash, right? And then they kind of laugh about it. What we'll often do is make a mental note about how this particular client is probably not going to be the right one for us because right. they simply don't value the medium. And I think that that's where Kyle in his article is bang on. And that's the unfortunate thing. And I think that we've all probably been 
probably to blame <laughs> to this to some extent if you think about uh, all the uh, the good and bad promotions that have been uh, produced over the years but I think some of these customers that refer to it as trinkets and trash and swag or promotional products or whatever the case may be are those that have not been treated well by a distributor their experience has not been positive when they've used our medium and maybe they ordered a thousand cheap pens at a trade show and they all ended up in the garbage you know what if I was that customer I'd call it trinkets and trash too, unless right. someone had showed me the light. So I think as an industry, that's why it's so important to continue this, this investment in education to make sure that everyone is properly communicating the benefits. Whatever you call it, I don't really care. Just make sure the end result is spectacular. Yeah, you know, the fault lies, and here, here's the, the, uh, the, the crux of the problem is, is your swag spam? Is, and the fault lies in both distributors who are selling it poorly and not helping clients achieve objectives, not helping them uh, achieve the results, and then as clients, they're actually buying it poorly. So yeah. when they decide, we just want to get a bunch of swag for this event, they have no objective in mind, they really don't want to re achieve any type of ROI, then they're treating it like spam. And in that case, spam is stuff we all get and stuff we don't want. Um, and, and it's treating every end user the same or everybody that receives that product the same. And I've kind of been saving that term for a while. I don't want that necessarily to come across as swag is spam, but it's how our clients are using it. And it's our objective as consultative creative people to help them use the product right. And that's where I think, um, uh, you know, that's why I think the future is bright for our industry. We've got a lot of wonderful clients that want to achieve some fantastic results, and we can help them achieve those results with swag. If they don't come to us, like Mark said, with objectives in the back of their mind or the front of their mind uh, about what they want to achieve, then they're just treating it like spam. And then we should walk away like most, like you just said, Mark, and say, you know, we're, we're really not a part of that uh, at all. I've got a. You know, I think. Go ahead, Mark. No, 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 Brad. Brad, go ahead. I'll. Uh, I'll wait a second. I was just going to say that you know, um, the, the term swag. I, I think you know maybe people object to it because it might be in reference to a commoditization yeah. of our industry where it's focused more on the stuff than it is on the marketing. Right. You know, promotional product tells me what it does whereas swag maybe just tells me what it is yeah. and I think we need to consider that you know maybe if we're not happy with the term then maybe we should all focus a little bit more on the intent behind it on the goals on the marketing as opposed yeah. to just the stuff and so I don't know that we can look at our clients and say hey don't call it this or that you know we've right. got to show that kind of Value, and I think you know if you want to draw a parallel, maybe to um, before I was in the promotional products industry, I was in direct mail, and of course we call it direct mail. What do you call it? Junk mail, right? You know, yeah, good because point. that's that's the perception. Now, if I get something in the mail that was I didn't ask for, and it has a high value to me, I don't call it junk mail. Right. Yeah. It's an invitation. It's a announcement. It's a whatever. It's it's not junk mail, you know. If it's something that I don't want, then it gets that term. So, you know, maybe we do need to take a harder look at: Are we allowing ourselves to be commoditized? Are we just selling? Are we selling trinkets and trash, or are we helping some company market themselves? Right. 
I, I always love to make a comparison between our industry and other more established industries like um, um, the traditional ad agency business or specifically uh, television ads. So we've all seen television ads. We see them every day. And I think a lot of people view television advertising as a waste of time, boring, the sort of thing that you're going to switch the channel on and because it all looks the same. It's all pretty blah and it's an interruption, right? And to some extent, a bad television ad is really no different than that uh, cheesy uh, promotional product that was produced where there, it's, it's a mismatch with the end, uh, end audience. But if you think about uh, some of the more creative advertisers that put out ads like the old, spa uh, the old Spice campaign with the old Spice guy and how that hit the television, uh, how that hit the airwaves and was a massive success. I think there's an amazing opportunity before us for those distributors and suppliers to come out with some stuff that's really, really creative. Then it's uh, at that point, then they they uh, really stand, uh, really have this great opportunity to stand out amongst this sea of gray, just right. like the old Spice Guy did. So I think while it's it's troubling that there are so many negative perceptions of our industry, I also look at that this in a kind of a glass half full and that it represents a great opportunity for those people that want to be a little bit more creative than just the average person. Yeah. Um, I'll, f I'll end my comment by saying that uh, there's a distributor, uh, I believe he's in South Carolina, uh, Cameron Popkin, who runs a, a, a way off the wall but really <laughs> cool distributorship yeah. called Swag Club. Now, right. A... His business is called Swag Club, so he's using and celebrating the term. And I've seen some of the stuff that he's done and read his uh, social media musings and seen his presence online. And this is a guy who is way off the charts creative. Mm -hmm. He's got a curated client list uh, that absolutely loves the guy. And I bet he uh, doesn't have to worry about price as much as the traditional distributor. Mm -hmm. He's celebrating the word swag, and he's creating a cult following. And to a large extent, he's elevating our, uh, uh, the art form that is promotional products. So yeah. good on him. Yeah, and you know, I'm seeing this trend more and more. I know you guys are too. We're seeing more um, newer distributors calling their businesses swag and and starting with that premise, not not yeah. not starting with the advertising specialties commoditization route. They're actually starting with this yeah. much uh, more refined uh, object, objective oriented business. And so I think yep. I've seen two or three, at least brands that I respect that have the word swag that defines their actual business name. Well, isn't that one guy uh, that Bobby, we met at, uh, NALC, uh, Casey yeah. from swag love. Yeah, Great absolutely. Business. Yeah. Great there's business. a, there's yeah, another, uh, there's another, um, distributor out in California that serves, um, a real high end market clientele and uh, their swag and, and her business name as well. It's fantastic. Yeah, you know, I, I I think a lot of what we're talking about here is just perception. I th I think that um, you know different people are going to have a different perception of that term. Mm -hmm. But I, as we're talking, you know, and I, as I brought up before, you know, maybe swag refers more to the commodity end of it than the marketing end of it. But even the term promotional products isn't that somewhat of a commoditization. It's not a results um, focused moniker. I mean, it's. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, you know, and, and I, maybe this is a, a topic for another call, but is, is promotional products, what do we call it, PPI, is that, is that still an appropriate term? I know, Mark, I mean, I, I think your company is a good representation of 
like you said, more of an agency approach. And I think there's a lot of people taking that approach. Yeah. You know, does are you a are you a promotional products company or are you, you know, a, a marketing company on a, on a certain scale? You know, I, I I'm not sure that the word promotional products has as much value maybe as it used to. Yeah, uh, I, I if you think about the term distributor and how it applies to. Uh, why don't we just take a, a segment that I know a little bit about, uh, the food and beverage industry. And the food and beverage industry has a number of quote-unquote distributors that uh, will shuffle a uh, product from uh, retail store to retail store. There's nothing glitzy, nothing sexy about that business whatsoever. It's all about operational excellence and all about moving stuff. So they're the classic broker. Right. The value that they're adding is unquestioned, but it's certainly not on a creative level. It's all about, I can take these pens and move them from supplier X to end user Y, and here is the price that I'm going to charge. Well, that's certainly not what I want to be defined as. Yeah. You know, we um, often say in our business that uh, many times method and message are more important than product. And what I mean by that is the product's not immaterial. It's just that we are in the business of surprising and delighting customers. We are in the business of achieving objectives for our customers. And the vehicles we employ happen to be branded products. And so we do position ourselves, actually in our particular niche, as a branded man, uh, materials management company, but we also help clients with their – we come across more as a marketing firm. And for a how, – how, guys, how can we take this back? Uh, if, I'm, if I'm a distributor listening right now, if I'm a supplier so I can understand distributors better, how do you take this back to your market? I think, number one, you've got to respect the medium and use it well yourself. That's – it's, it almost sounds like a 101, but I see so many distributors using it so poorly to their market. They are training their market uh, either as commoditization people or as true marketers. For example, and I'm not just bragging about us, but it's just top of the mind. Today, in the mailboxes of many of the Marcom professionals in our market is a very large candy cane hitting their mailbox. It's an actual candy cane. It's three-dimensional. People are going to be talking about it. It it surprises. It delights them. And I think what happens at the end of the day is that they go, wow, these guys, these guys make things happen. It's not just these guys sell tchotchkes. This is really cool. And I think for a distributor... Sort of a, a um, uh, what do I do? You, you start using the medium yourself extremely well and you train your audience by using it well yourself. Uh, yeah, Bobby, I think uh, a lot of, uh, go ahead, Mark. Or, uh, just a, a super quick point in that, uh, Bobby, I think I saw somewhere on Facebook uh, about a month ago, you had done this amazing Halloween campaign. Right. And the question I have for you is, what were you calling that? Were you calling that promotional products? Were you calling it swag? Were you calling it merchandise? Were you calling it uh, advertising solutions? Uh, I, I, I'd be interested in knowing your response to that because I think that that might guide uh, a lot of this discussion going forward. Yeah, the, it was funny. The product was immaterial. The product was absolutely immaterial. In fact, you could you could say there was no traditional promotional product in that mailing. There was a coffin-shaped box. There was plastic vampire teeth. There was a direct mail cutout piece inside. What we were focused on is achieving the objective, and the objective was to get this particular event that we were celebrating noticed, and we achieved our objective. Now, at the end of the day, if that means, uh, like, well, I love awards programs in our industry. Our objective is to create stellar experiences with these awards. These awards represent so many things. They represent sweat and perseverance. And our job is to make sure that at the end of the day, it achieves that objective that makes somebody feel special about receiving that. I mean, there's so many wonderful things about our industry. We could go on and on and on. 
I didn't call that a promotional product. We, we were more focused on what what is the objective and did it achieve the objective. The invitation landing today, same thing. Uh, we want to get this event noticed. How do we get this event noticed? So we started with objectives. We didn't start with product. We didn't say, what product can we get in their hands? We said, what do we want to achieve at the end uh, when, when people receive this item? You know, I... I, I um... I think that's ultimately the thing. I mean, how, how does somebody feel when they get whatever it is that we give away? Uh, I, th- I think a lot of this conversation about terminology of what we call ourselves, what we sell, what we do, how we do it, uh, a lot of the negativity that can be attached to any of these terms, I think, comes from a certain level of insecurity that we have collectively about what we do. Yeah. And I, I wish it would stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, apologies to my friends in direct mail, but. I throw that stuff away. As we're talking right now, I'm this entire conversation, I've been sitting here holding my logoed Nerf football from a company that gave it to me, How I don't know, a couple years ago. It's never been thrown away. Right. You know, <laughs> we, we, we maybe have figured out a re- – I mean, this is a really good way for people to uh, spread their logo, get it into people's lives, and make it a part of a, you know, like – your regular life, your, your your surroundings can be filled with promotional products, you, things that you find value to. And I, I wish we would feel more secure about what we do in that aspect. You know, yeah. you know, Brad, I think you hit it right on the head, which is where we uh, this whole conversation has been a great conversation heading toward this very thing that you just mentioned. And I know I'm just iterating what you said, but we need to stop that ourselves. We need to start celebrating the wonderful things that this medium does. We need to recognize it, use it ourselves properly, help our clients use it properly because we, we we're in a fantastic business. And I know you guys have this happen. You have professionals in your market that are not in our industry that look at you and go, wow, that's a really cool business. They honestly, many of them do not think negative, but you're right. We tend to drag that negativity with us and let it hang over our head uh, like Eeyore's little cloud, but it's not. We, we have a wonderful industry, a wonderful profession, and we should just hang our heads high. And, I mean, lift our heads high and, and, and really propel that forward. Guys, we have like uh, one or two minutes. Uh, any last words, uh, Mark? I think that what we need to continue to 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 realize is that uh, we have a medium that is right our sorry we have a medium that is incredibly accessible to a wide range of people which i think is a double edged sword cuz anyone can buy a promotional product i think that that represents a, a potentially bad thing because it means that you have some uh, poorly executed campaigns uh, but on the flip side it means that Everyone has access to this potentially very creative medium for communicating their brand message. And this is an opportunity that you don't have with radio advertising or magazine advertising or newspaper advertising or even television advertising. Like that, that is really just the almost the domain of larger marketers that have got access to the fancy ad agencies and the big budgets. In our case, we can be doing a promotion for $800 and a, a promotion that adds a ton of value. So I think that that's um, it's almost like the democratization of marketing is really what our uh, medium really affords, probably much more so than even direct mail, Brad. I think you could probably speak to that. Um, budgets don't have to be that large in our space. So I think it's, it's very exciting, but it has everything to do with context and everything to do with uh, proper execution. Yeah. Brad? I just think that um, you know, there are different levels of aptitude for excellence in this industry 
based on who's doing. I mean, some people really get it and know how to go to market and know how to make good money and, and, and be successful. And, and some people, maybe they do just think they're selling stuff with your name on it. And, and there's going to be that in any industry. There's going to be your 80, 20 rule across companies, across industries, and there's going to be those that excel and those that don't. And I think the one, the people in our industry, I mean, I've been in this business for 15 years, supplier and distributor, and the people that I've worked with that have the most success, um, you know, they, they take a different approach and, and it might be a lot of different ways, but they do something unique. They do something special. They strive for excellence. They certainly don't think of themselves as people that put your name on stuff. Absolutely. Well, on that note, that, that note, guys, we're going to end, and we certainly appreciate all of our listeners. And the Promo Kitchen site recently launched has received some great reviews so far. And every podcast episode, we will um, link to anything we talked about that's relevant uh, in the blog post. So uh, with Paul's uh, post that he wrote on the PPAI blog, we will link to that and any other relevant information as well. Um, guys, thanks so much for your time today. Thank, Thank you. you, Bobby. And I just want to say too, I don't, uh, uh, you know, kind of mentioning what I said before. The the person that wrote that blog was Kyle Richardson, and um, I think it was a, a great thing for him to write that to bring that kind of to the forefront. Very yeah. thought provoking, and uh, I don't know him, but I'm going to reach out to him on LinkedIn. I, I appreciate uh, him putting the the topic out there. Well, and, and on that note, I, I think he did his job well. The PPAI's job is advocacy, and they deal with the media. They deal with, um, you know, legislation. And so and to that note, they, they are doing their job, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, guys, I, I apologize for adding 30 more seconds on to uh, the podcast here, but this was <laughs> no, so you relevant. It was, it was like real-time social media awesomeness. Yes. So I just uh, I, I had uh, Hootsuite up while we were uh, speaking, and I was monitoring some stuff that was going on on Twitter. And uh, there was um, uh, a client of ours who is in the uh, software industry, uh, uh, just Sent, sent a tweet about, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes ago and said, at right sleeve, your umbrellas rock. And I responded to him and I said, uh, thanks very much, Josh. And then I put the hashtag swag for the win. So there you go. <laughs> and I know that he would understand awesome. that implicitly. So Love that. Uh, there you go. And I didn't do a prom- hashtag promotional products for the win. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Well, thanks again. And uh, to our to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And we will catch you guys next time on the Promo Kitchen Podcast. Thanks, Bobby.